this is a beautiful day. The sun is shining so bright, brighter than normal. Amen. So we rejoice and we're glad and we're grateful. And God, we thank you for this cold spell that's killing the germs and the bacteria. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Such a wise, wise God, and we're so petty. We complain over everything, but God, thank you for lifting us up to see greater than what we've seen before so we can stop complaining, stop whining, stop operating in fear, stop operating in doubt and sorrow. And hallelujah. And be grateful and thankful for who we serve. Thank you, Jesus. Now, Father, we thank you for your presence today to come in and enlighten us and encourage us through through your word and that father you will continue to show me the things you want me to see so when i speak master will be only those things that you want me to say and father on behalf of our young people we place all of our young people on your altar to be washed by the blood of jesus and delivered from the spirit of error which manifests unsubmission be unsubmissive behavior belief in false doctrines, unteachable, servants of corruption, contention, and defensive and argumentative. We bind the spirit of error from all of them and loose the spirit of truth over them. Your word states, if any man thirsts, let him come unto me and drink. We repent from not only allowing our youth to become addicted to technology, but for supporting their entanglement with it. Now, Lord, we will lead them to the well to drink from the fountain of righteousness and salvation. Thank you for another opportunity, Father, to get it right. Lord, give them eyes to see the truth and to enter into the light of Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Okay, we are in Philippians 3, and we're going to begin with verse... 13 through um, 21. Uh, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind. Mm. Now let me see. Let me see what it says. Okay, let me read it with the translation of apprehended. I count not myself to have laid hold of what he needed to lay hold of, which is Jesus Christ. But this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark or the goal for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus for the upward calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us therefore, as many as be perfect and the word for that is mature. Be thus minded, and if anything you be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. Mm. Nevertheless, whereto we have already attained, let us walk the same rule, let us mind the same thing. Uh, and it's meant to the degree that we have already attained. Brethren, be followers together of me, and mark them which walk so as ye have us for an example. So follow us, for we follow Christ. <laughs> That's the bottom line to that. 
For many walk of whom I have told you often, now tell you even weeping, that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ. Oh, y'all hear that? Okay. Whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is in their shame, who mind earthly things, who mind earthly things, who set their minds on earthly things. For our conversation is in heaven, and, um, and, and it means our citizenship, is in heaven. Um, from whence also we looked for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, <laughs> who shall change our vile body, that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. Okay, this is such a powerful few verses here in the Bible, okay? Uh, let's start back with verse 13 and, and try to dissect. We need to know that this is uh, part three of the church needs a heart transplant. Amen? Praise the Lord. Okay, so going back to uh, to 13 when he says, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, you cannot press forward, stand in the past, <laughs> and reaching forth unto those things which are before. And here it says, I wrote, Paul refers to his Christian credentials, success, and Christian achievements of the past that he counts as loss. You know, human nature have us looking at accomplishments and, and things we have acquired and things that make us feel important because that's how society looks at it as the accomplishments. But Paul had sense enough to realize that's not the accomplishments I need because I'm pressing towards a higher calling, okay? Now, with true knowledge of Jesus, his pressing, he's pressing upward and forward. He's not going back, okay? He, release, he releases to go forward and, and reach the high calling. He cannot focus on past laurels, guilt, or anything in the past that is holding you captive from the now and not allowing you to go to the future. See, we hold on to past experiences, those that may have, may have caused you to feel guilty presently, because we got some believers who are still operating in guilt about something that first was washed under the blood when you got saved. Second, you've confessed it since then when you've been awakened to it because, the, because the, even though all of our sins has been washed under the blood, when you come to Christ and you become a God seeker, he will re reveal some of those past sins to you, 
not for you to have to confess them again, but for you to understand why there is an entanglement that you can't get free of right now so that you'll be able to understand the root cause of it. And when you do understand that is the root cause, now it allows you to really confess that particular thing for the point of being free of his entanglements. Amen. Are y'all with me with that? Okay. So he's not, he's not bringing it to you uh, to, to put you in condemnation. He's bringing it to you to bring you to complete freedom because if you're free in Jesus. And so that would be the purpose of him doing it. Now, God is the God of now. The I am. Okay. It takes no faith to reflect on the past. And if you do not know who you are now, then how can you get on the path that God has for you? If you're still focused about the past, then how can you understand and recognize the path that God has you on now to lead you to the vision he has set for you because he had a destiny set for you all the time before you were even created in your mother's womb? Remember in Jeremiah, he says, I know the the, the thoughts, I know the thoughts that I have towards you, and that is a hope and a future. Okay, not for, dis, not for destruction. So we can't follow the path because you don't even recognize the path that's before you because you're so busy focusing on stuff that can't propel you to where you need to go. Okay? Uh, which is why a person is cynical negative and fearful because there is no vision. You don't have a vision when you live in yesterdays. Okay? And, and, and so if there's no vision, there is no hope or future that God said his thoughts are towards us. Amen? Amen. So, um, yeah, there's probably a lot of good things that happened in the, in the past, but the key word is past. God is going to perform some new stuff. Amen. He says, I've given you a new song. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. So uh, let's move, move upward. Let's move forward. And if we've been guilty of still living in that past, let's repent of that now and let's go forward to reach the high calling, the mark of the high calling for the Lord. And see, since he says, my thoughts are so higher than your thoughts, my plans are higher than your plans. You know, when you find your thoughts putting you into a spirit of confusion, or even a, 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 a spirit of sadness, regret, or any of these things, that's when you need to say, okay, God, I'm giving it to you. Yeah. And help me to see what you have in store for me, just enough to hold on. Because he's not going to show you the whole picture. Yeah. He's, 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 he's not going to show you the journey. No. Only the path. Yeah. So just help me to stay focused yeah. to meet each path that's going to lead me to the journey, which will be the vision at the end. Amen. He says, 14, I press toward the mark 
for the prize of the high high calling God in of, of God in Christ Jesus. He says, I press towards the goal in order for me to get the prize of a high calling, an upward calling that is of God, but it happens through Christ Jesus. Now, Mark is knowing Christ. That's the mark. Paul says, I know nothing but Jesus and him crucified. See, that's where we got to get ignorant to the rest of this stuff so that our minds can open up to what really, really matters. Know nothing but Christ. And so how do we do that? That's, that's, that's the major question. How do you get to the point where that's where your thought pattern is, is, is to know Christ? Well, it takes work and more than showing up for services and for all we have responsibilities to work out. We all have responsibilities to work out our own salvation through the process of prayer and studying the word. Okay. Let, let me let me say this again. It takes work. And you're showing up for services is not the work. Amen. The showing up for the services is to keep you edified yes. and encouraged and prepared to go back out yes. to do the work. Amen. Okay? But for you to re- reach the mark of knowing Christ, then... It's going to take for you to be in constant prayer and study in the word. Now, I said, I didn't say read the word. To study in the word. For all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instructions in righteousness. Now, if that was the word, why the word was given, now you understand why you need to be studying the word and not just reading it to say, I read my Bible. Amen. Amen. You know, uh, Judy and I were just talking about uh, how you determine what book that a young person uh, should be reading based on their ability to comprehend, even though they may intellectually be able to recognize the language and read the words. Because you can read the words uh, because you have that much education or intellect to be able to pronounce the words, but you're not comprehending the concept or the precept of what you just read. And so by you reading it, you've done nothing, and you're just, 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 <laughs> you're just a literate fool who have no comprehension, and the comprehension of what you read is going to be the thing that's going to help you. Now, in this case, we're talking about the Bible, so our comprehension of this word is going to give us sound wisdom, is going to give us good courage, is going to give us elevated faith to make a difference. And it can only come from this book. It's not going to come from any other books, okay? It can only come from this book. And so this, this, this is why Timothy says that it was written for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and instructions in righteousness, instructions how to operate in righteousness. Now I'm going to take each one and we're going to dissect, dissect this. 
Okay, because it is really important that we understand who we are in Christ and we understand the plan he has for our lives. Because if we don't understand that, we will fall for anything. And we also will be totally out of season as to what we're supposed to be doing for God or have aborted purpose. Doctrine refers to teaching about God. Christian truth and teaching passed on from generation to generation as the faith that was delivered to the saints. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read that again because we have so many different doctrines in this world today. And so it says it refers to Christian teaching about God and Christian truth and teaching passed on from generation to generation. That means that parents are supposed to pass it on to their children and, and it goes on and on and on. Grandparents are supposed to pass it on and it goes on and on and on, okay? And when you pass it on, then you follow suit and you don't get caught up, uh, up into false doctrines that's gonna lead you from salvation because false doctrines will talk about a God but remember, Jesus says the only way to the Father is through me. Yeah. When we talk about doctrine, there's one, two, three, four, five, five things, hallelujah, five represents grace that we will get from it. Uh, obedience, to obey, receive, devote, hold fast, adorn. Now, obey. Go to Romans 6, verse 17. But God be thanked that you were the servants of sin, but you have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you. Okay, what, he, what Paul is saying is that be thankful to God, and that's who we need to thank, because before salvation, we were slaves to sin. Now, he's assuming that you recognize that you're no longer a slave to sin, but a slave to Christ so that sin doesn't overpower you because his blood delivered us from the power of sin. It didn't deliver you from being able to commit sin, but from the power of sin, which means you have the opportunity to reject it and not follow through with it, okay? He says, but you have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you. You have obeyed from your heart the word it takes a heart transformation to follow what the word is saying. Now, you can't just hear it in your head, through your ears. You got to receive it with that eye in your heart, that ear in your heart, so that you can apply it. It's not to sound good. It, it is not to feel good for the moment. It is here to transform how you think and how you act. Amen? And so... When you hear that doctrine, you got to obey it. Never mind trying to discern some things. Because there's some things in God's word that we may never understand till you see Jesus face to face. Because we live by faith and not by sight. Okay? So you obey what you hear. And, 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 and don't get into these uh, 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 philosophy of interchange of debates that profits nothing. We're going to go over to 1 Corinthians 15 to talk about to receive. 1 Corinthians 15 and verses 1 through uh, 4 is what we're going to read to support that you receive the word. 
It says, More, moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also you have received and wherein you stand. Oh, that's good news. They, they heard the word. They're following the word. They're standing by the word. By which also you are saved. If you keep in memory, if you hold fast what I preach unto you, unless you have believed in vain. Now, you know, we, I'm not going to go over to Mark 4, but that in vain uh, belief, belief is where the, the different uh, 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 ground that the sower sowed the word in. Okay, we want to be in the, the latter one that talked about we've received it, and because we received it, we were able to give out 30, 60, 100 fold because our faith allowed us to operate in it. So he says that um, by which also you are saved, if you keep in memory that what I preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain. Now, we don't want to believe in vain. Now, some in vain is, well, yeah, I heard that preach. And some preaching in the past had nothing to do with edifying, educating, for reproof or doctrine. It was for style. Now, y'all know I'm telling the truth. That's why we came out illiterate, unequipped not able to overcome sin, not able to overcome the strongholds that we inherited just by living around certain people, okay? And you, so you pick up the patterns and habits. Now, had we been hearing how to overcome that, we wouldn't have re followed the same thing that we had seen practiced before us and we could have brought them out. Uh, verse 3. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received. How that Christ died for our sins and according to the scriptures. And that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. So now if you receive the word and you've read that, then you know you have hope beyond hope. Because not only did he go to do away with the power of the sin and the struggles and all, but that he also rose. So you have resurrected power in him to rise above the situation. Amen. Amen. So that's why it's important that we receive the word. Now, let's go over to the, uh, the book of Acts uh, that talks about um, to devote. Acts chapter 2, verse 42 that we are to be devoted to the word. He says, 42, Acts 2, 42, and they continue steadfastly, they continue steadfastly, that means consistent, in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayer. So they continue with the doctrine that the apostles was teaching them that they got directly from Jesus how to have services on a regular, uh, on a regular time, okay? So they were following the apostles because the apostles was following Jesus. See, that's who you need to be following. Somebody who's actually following Jesus. But to be consistent, which is a real problem with us Christians, to be consistent. Satan is consistent. He's consistently lying and setting traps 
to get us. And he tells us things in our head that we've heard all of our days. Because see, he comes with the familiar. He doesn't know inwardly what's going on in you. He just know what he's been hearing you say or heard your parents say or your grandparents or whatever all of your days that you repeat. And he uses it against us. Amen. Amen. And so we have to recognize and not follow what he says, but follow what the teachings are saying because, oh, hallelujah, thank you, Holy Ghost. When we follow the doctrine that was set up by the apostles and the breaking of bread and in prayer, that means we've been empowered to overcome what Jesus has already overcome. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Okay. Now he tells us uh, that the doctrine would cause the, enable us to hold fast. So let's go over to Timothy, Second Timothy, chapter one, verse thirteen. Hold fast the form of sound words. I love that, which thou hast heard of me in faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. Now, sound words that comes from the Bible are lasting. They go from generation to generation. And not only are there lasting words, they, those words have power. There is no other book that existed, exists, or will ever exist that will be able to do that. And so, because we get data and information, and then we go crazy with it because it sounds good, but they're not sound words. And they can't free you and they can't deliver you. They can just make you feel good and actually make you act like a fool sometimes when you take in the philosophy of that stuff. But see, God's word does far more than that. It changed ignorance to intelligence. It takes away dumb stuff and gives you knowledge that you can operate in wisdom that will cause you to to grow to glow, to grow <laughs> and to become all that God has called you to be. Amen. Amen. See, that's where we need to begin to weigh out stuff. When you get stuff, begin to weigh it out based on the word. Amen. Not on your intellectual thinking, but based on what the word is saying concerning it. Okay? Because then you're able to hold fast onto something that is 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 lasting. And, and, and allow you to reap the benefits of eternal life with Christ, the kingdom of God. Amen. 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 Let's go over to 1 Timothy 6, verses 3, 3 to 5. If any man teach otherwise and consent not to wholesome words, even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, and to the doctrine which is according to godliness, he is proud knowing nothing but doting about questions and strifes of words whereof cometh even strife, railings, and, and submissings, evil submissings, perverse disputings of men of corrupt minds and destitute of the truth, supposing that gain is godliness, from such withdraw thyself. Okay, this is good. And this is rich because, let me tell you, you can tell when the doctrine is messed up. You can tell 
when a person is trying to find reason to qualify their misbehavior, mm -hmm. their inadequate inadequacies, I should say, because they follow up under all of this, okay? Uh, they're proud. They come up with questions to try to challenge that bring strife, okay? And, and, and en envying and railings and evil submission. That's the fruit of bad doctrine. The doctrine of Jesus Christ produced good fruit. Good fruit. People come away feeling different, being changed, feeling blessed, being convicted unto righteousness. If you come away with these kinds of fruit, you know you've been exposed to the wrong doctrine. Because the doctrine of Jesus Christ, let me tell you, when missionaries go over to these other countries that have not been exposed to anything concerning Jesus, the cross, and the blood, and hear the pure doctrine of this word, it causes them to change and accept Jesus as their Savior. That is a miracle when they have not had any intellectual exposure to anything to give them the understanding. You don't have to try to understand like you do philosophy. All you do is hear and receive because your spirit has been pricked by the word of God. And by faith you receive it. And when you receive it, you gain all the understanding and the knowledge that you need. That's the power of this word. Glory, hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, we do need to thank him because we got power and, 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 and we need to repent for not using it, not exercising it. When I hear uh, these stories of these missionaries going into these countries, and, and now, what, uh, what do you call those uh, uh, people in um, Australia that uh, walk around naked? They're, I mean, they're just oblivious to any kind of aboriginous. Okay. If they understand by a missionary how to accept Jesus Christ, that's the power of the word. Don't you understand that? But they do. When they have missionaries come over there and all they're doing, they're not trying to preach anything to make them look good. They're preaching the pure word of God. And they talk about Jesus, the cross, and the blood. And those people get it and get saved and get dressed. They put on clothes. Oh, God help me. Y'all too holy today. Okay, adorn is another word that we receive from the, from the doctrine. So go to Titus, Titus 2. Titus 2, and, and I'm really going to read verses 1 through 10, but the supporting uh, verse is the 10th verse to support being adorned. Okay, but it's important that we read all of this. But speak thou the things which become sound doctrine, that the aged men be sober. Okay, let me, I, 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 I got to take my time and read this. But speak thou the things which become sound doctrine. That the aged men be sober, grave, temperate. Okay, let me see what this grave means, are proper. That means orderly, okay? 
Okay, temperate, that means consistent, even flow, okay? Sound in faith, in charity, in love, in patience. The aged women likewise, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness, not false accusers, lying and, 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 and gossiping, not given to much wine, teachers of good things, that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemy. Now, okay, I looked up the word obedient just for you guys, because I already know about submission and what it really means, okay? So I looked this up in the Greek, according to how it lines up in, in these particular scriptures. And obedience means to be under obedience, be submissive. Submissive means to be up under the vision, sub, up, mission, vision, to be up under it. Okay, so ob obedience is to be under obedience. What did it mean? To be under the man who is obedient to Christ. Because see, too many theologians and take that submission word to hell, where women are deceived and they're in abusive, whether they're emotional, verbal, or physical abusive relationships, okay? Saying, I have to submit, and, 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 and your spouse have not submitted to the Lord Je Jesus Christ, okay? So it means to be under obedience, to, to place underneath, put in remembrance, in remembrance of what? Because they're following Christ. So you place to be remembering to do what's right. Subjection to likeness. You're subjected to the likeness. That means to what they're doing for Christ. Remember Paul says, I follow Christ, follow after me. That's what submission and obedience mean. Okay? All right. Verse 6. Young men likewise exhort to be sober-minded. And all things showing thyself a pattern of good works means you're, you're following suit from, from a, uh, a, a faithful, godly father, okay? And all things showing thyself a pattern of good works and doctrine showing uncorruptness, gravity, sincerity, and having integrity and reverence. That's what it means. Sound speech that cannot be condemned, that he that is of the contrary part may be ashamed. In other words, because you are living righteously under the cross, under the blood, then when you speak, those people who are li living contrary to that should be uh, convicted and be ashamed of their behavior and not feel good about what they're doing wrong in an era and continue to do with it. When we speak what's right over those that God has placed us to be stewards 
over those words are supposed to convict the wrongness that are in them so that they will come unto righteousness. But if we're not doing that, how can change come? Change cannot come to a human being who was out of order without the blood of Jesus Christ. Okay? We cannot force human beings to be better and different. It has to be the blood of Jesus. It has to be the cross of Jesus. You can talk to your complexion change. It's not going to change. But speak the truth, the doctrine. Speak about Jesus and him crucified. Speak about his blood. When you speak about the doctrine, it brings conviction to the soul. Even if it doesn't happen right away, keep on talking the talk. It will begin to happen. Amen. He says, uh, verse 8, sound speech that cannot be condemned, that he that is of the contrary part may be ashamed, having no evil thing to say of you. Exhort servants to be obedient. Now, uh, they had servants during that time, but you can think of it now as an employee. Okay? Exhort employees to be obedient unto their own masters, and, 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 and that will be to the employer. Okay? and to please them well in all things, not answering again or not answering back, like you got a word for every word, okay? <laughs> not prolonging, but showing all good fidelity that they may adorn the doctrine of God, our Savior, in all things. Now, I want to read to you what my com commentary has to say about this. It says, um, okay, the servants of who the of who does this will adorn the doctrine of God, our Savior, in all things. This passage is not meant to condone slavery, but to show how godliness can overcome tyranny. The slave who died, who did his job, I'm sorry, the slave who did his job well was a testimony to the grace of God and the power of the gospel. Amen? That's the problem, is that we haven't reached into this book to use it for the power to work. We just use it to explain it and, and, and just teach it. But when we take it and use it for the power that it's, it's to work, it will work. It's the only thing that's gonna work. That's why we have missionaries and evangelists. It's to change the world, and we can't change the world with our personality, with our good speaking, with how we look, our manner. No, we can only change the world with speaking what thus says the Lord concerning who Jesus is and what he has done for us. That's the only way change can come. That's the only way change can come. Amen? Okay, so, boy, I'm not getting anywhere with this message. Well, I mean, I had a plan to accomplish all this, but I'm just on doctrine. Okay, reproof. This is the other reason why it's given to reproof. Censor for a fault. Cutting rebuke. Because you see, we only want to hear all the good stuff. But don't come to me and bring correction to my disorderliness. Don't come to me and correct my speech. Don't say anything to me about how I'm looking and how I'm behaving. That's my business. Oh, well, I hear that we're supposed to bring reproof. And that means to censor faults. 
It's a cutting rebuke. Amen. Okay, let me go to uh, a couple of scriptures. Galatians 2, uh, verse 11 and 12, what it has to say about that. Okay, it says, But when Peter was come to Antioch, I withstood him to the face, because he was to be blamed. For before that certain came from James, he did eat with the Gentiles, but when they were come, he withdrew and separated himself, fearing them which were of the circumcision. You know what this is about? That Peter was caught up in the Jewish law, and so he did not believe in eating with the Gentiles. So, so he said. But while he was with the Gentiles, and no one was there to monitor that, he was eating with them. But then when 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 the Jews came along, oh, now I'm not going to eat with them. And so Paul was getting in his case, being a hypocrite. That's why he was getting in his case because he was. Peter was acting as a hypocrite, okay? Let me see, um, Matthew 3 and uh, verses 7 through, through 12, okay? It says, But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism, he said unto them, O generation of vipers, who have warned you to flee from the wrath to come? In other words, he knew that they didn't come because they really wanted to, a change. They were coming because it was popular. And this is how we do it here. <laughs> okay. He says, um, uh, bring forth therefore fruits, meat for repentance. In other words, if you come with a repented heart and confessing your sin, now you're ready. So you, you can't be baptized in water until you've already confessed your sin and accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. The water baptism does not come because you happen to be a member of a church, which is what most of us have experienced coming up. This is why you see today a, a, a lot of people who grew up in church but got saved later in life who are just now getting baptized as older adults because that, because that baptism didn't count. It doesn't matter. It doesn't work. I don't know what else I can say to get you to understand that was a false baptism. Amen. Baptism is, to, is after salvation. It means that I am going down and burying that old man like Jesus did when he went to the grave and rising up with a new resurrected power as a new man in Christ. Amen. That's what baptism means. It is not a ritual, a church ritual that you do on a certain day. Okay? So if you were baptized before you actually got born again, you need to be baptized now. Okay? He says, um, <clears throat> 9, And think not to say within yourselves, We have Abraham to our father. For I say unto you, That God is able of these stones to raise up children. God is able to, of, of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. And now also the axe is laid unto the root of the trees. <clears throat> Excuse me. Therefore, every tree which bringeth not fruit, good fruit, is hewed down and cast into the fire. Because all it is good is to, is to burn in the fireplace to get some heat. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. 
whose fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly purge his floor and gather his wheat into the garner, but he will burn up the shaft with unquenchable fire. So we have to be baptized by the word, which is Jesus. Baptized by fire. The water baptism is symbolic that you've done that. Amen. Okay. Uh, and the word was giving for correction. And correction means to bring into conformity with a standard. We should, as righteous people, we have a standard of living. Amen. And there's certain things that we should or should not be doing. That liberation and freedom did not liberate you to be a fool. You know, like back in, in my day when the women's lib and, and they burn in the bra and all that kind of stuff. And we, we was liberated before then. And especially black women. Okay. <laughs> all right. The standard here is God's truth. Not man's truth or man's opinion, which will not take you upward towards the high calling of God. Before you tag God's name to a doctrine, check out with God's word. Because, you know, we, so many people with their own little doctrine come up and say God. Okay, and, and, and it is a God, but it's a little G God. Okay, so Christians have this thing too, of wanting to give you a word, and said, uh, and God said. Or they, they put that title on there to qualify what they want you to, to receive, and it is not biblical. Amen. So check it out. But see, so many people, well, they said God said it, and they shrieked back. Well, I'm, I'm, well fortunately, I was going to say, unfortunately, I'm not the one. Because you can say to me all you want, God said, and I'm going I'm to tear you apart when I know it is not biblical. Don't come to me talking about God said. You lying on God. And if he was to speak to you, you wouldn't even know it. Uh, okay, help me, Holy Ghost, to be good. Uh, because you add God's name or say Bible isn't enough, be ready to prove it from the Bible. And an, uh, um, uh, uh, another... Um, um, Definition for correction is punishment designed to restore. Punishment designed to restore. Okay, let's go over to Psalms 23. Okay, but let me, let me uh, explain something about that because I'm always baffled that they use this at funerals. And this, this, this song is about life, okay? But in 23, in uh, verse 4, when it says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. So that, that's a, a, a valley that is a shadow. It seems, it's of darkness, but it could be of sin. You're out of order and evil. And so God's rod and his staff comforts you. Now I want you to think about a cane. And God has a cane. And, 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 and sheep are dumb. And so to pull us out of the sin, he takes that cane and wrap it around you and jerk you out from, from the sin. And the rod of correction, he brings you into order and correction by chastening you for the wrong that you've done. That's what I'm talking about. 
That's why I'm saying I don't know why that is used uh, for death, because that means that God will keep us in line and keep us in order, providing that we follow and move when, when he pulls on us. Proverbs 3, it says, for whom the Lord, who, From whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth, even as a father, the son in whom he delighteth. So he, God delights in us, and he wants us to be right and be in right standing. So he's going to bring correction. Amen. Okay. The last thing that the word does is bring us instructions. And instruction is a command or order or directions. Amen. Amen. And, and now also let me remind you guys that we don't have to have a Ten Commandment God experience to have instruction, correction, and order. Okay. But you going audible hear God's voice from heaven. Most times when we're in sin and out of order, we don't even recognize God's voice and he's been speaking to us. So he'll send someone to us who will speak to us. Stop rejecting that person because sometimes he will send somebody you don't even like. That's a, see, to me, that's a wake-up call. I'm like, oh, God, why'd you do this? <laughs> okay, so listen when, when correction comes because that's to bring you uh, into order. Amen? Yes. And so the Bible dictionary says, because the command order and direction comes from Webster, but the Bible dictionary, teaching or exhortation on aspects of Christian living or Christian life and thought directed to persons who have already made a faith commitment. I certainly will. <laughs> it says, um, teaching or exhortation on aspects of Christian life and thought directed to persons who have already made a faith commitment. He wants to keep those. See, God is correcting those who belong to him. Amen. The question is, do you want to go higher? And how do you respond to instructions? will really tell the story. A person who isn't open to instruction, lack wisdom, and suffer from pride and arrogance due to a lack. Psalms 119, verses 1 through 8. Bless, bless, prosper is another word. Prosper are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. You shall prosper and be blessed when you walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are they that keep his testimonies. Now, remember, all these different words I'm going to use means one word, the word, the law means the word. Okay. Testimonies mean the word. Yeah. Blessed are they that keep his testimonies and that seek him with the, with the whole heart. They also do no iniquity. They walk in his ways. You don't commit the sins that you were free from when you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior that you were born into. Yeah. That's iniquity. Sins we were born into that came from Adam and Eve. Okay, thou has commanded us to keep thy precepts, word, the word. Precepts is another word for the word. Diligently, 
Oh, that my ways are directed to keep the statues, the word, statues, the word. Then shall I not be ashamed when I have respect unto all thy commandments, the word. I will praise thee with uprightness of heart when I shall have learned thy righteous judgments, the word. I will keep thy statues, oh, forsake me not utterly. Now, let me tell you, this is, this is really blessed because all of those words that mean the word just means the different ways of how the word is going to fashion your life, govern your life, okay? When he, when he uses the law and he, and, and, and he uses the testimonies, those are things that govern our lives. We got testimonies from our four parents that come in the Bible in the whole, I call the hallmarks station, I mean uh, uh, chapter in Hebrews 11 that talks about all of the men and women before time, okay, that followed Christ and, and, and his ways. The only way that God operate is through this word. You want to hear his conversation and see how he operate? Read the word, okay? His precepts, his precepts is, 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 is principles and things that we're supposed to follow in order for us to benefit the, from, uh, from the promises that he said he will give to us. Amen? Amen. And his, his statutes, his rules, his, his laws is just a, another word. It's repeatedly coming in his commandments, which is he given to us to govern us, to keep us in line and in order. Amen. And the first one is to love God with everything that's in you. Because if you love him with everything that's in you, you will obey the laws of the land. You will obey other things. We cannot do whatever we want to do against the laws of the land and call ourselves believers. Judgments. His righteous judgments. And thank God that he has righteous judgments that keeps us in line and keep us in order like that rod and that staff. Right. Amen. Uh, okay. And so... We will, he says, I will keep thy statues. This is what David is saying. Oh, forsake me not utterly. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe according to the working of his mighty power which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places now I pray that you will have traveling mercies that all of those who have accepted Jesus and understand will be convicted unto righteousness to do what God has called you to do and to rise above, to press for the mark of the high calling. And I thank you, God, for those under my voice who have not received Jesus as their Lord and Savior, that now is the time that you can accept him and receive him by simply saying, Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you as a sinner to be forgiven and receive the gift of Jesus Christ in my heart. I thank you for that gift, and I thank you for the gift of your Holy Spirit that will help me and guide me into the path of righteousness for your namesake. I thank you, Lord, 
I confess now, I am saved. In Jesus' name I pray, amen, and praise the Lord.